Welcome to the podcast. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I've gone from being in complete overwhelm, burning the candle at both ends, and watching my health, relationships, and business suffer, to creating a life with more joy, ease, and abundance. If you're ready to let go of the overwhelm, reclaim your health, and push past your comfort zone so that you can unleash your next level of success to create a greater impact, then sit back as we delve into conversations as well as bring on guests to share with you tools, knowledge, and real action steps to get you there. Listen in because you never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Oh, I have such a wonderful episode for you today. We're talking with Emily Bethany about how to put on muscle as we age. Such a an important topic for us. And Emily covers so much and gives so much value. Emily is an IFBB pro bodybuilder. Now I don't want you to use that to intimidate you, but to actually inspire you. When you go onto Emily's Emily's uh, Instagram, it's remarkable the way she has trained herself, but also the incredible results she gets for her clients. She also works with pre and post natal women. She her big thing is to educate her clients so that they can produce the very best physique. And I absolutely love that. It's not about just do what I tell you. It's about do what I tell you, but along the way, learn the why so that you can turn this into a long-term transformation. I absolutely love that. It was an amazing conversation. Again, we talk about putting on muscle. We talk about why it's more challenging, the things that we could do to help us to put it on, why the recovery process is different for women. Are there specific exercises that are better for us? How do hormones play a role? We just get into all of it. So sit back, enjoy this episode. You may want to take a few notes and remember you can always reach out to myself and you can always reach out to Emily. We love hearing from you. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited that you've joined us. Hello. Thank you for asking me. Yeah. You're like in sunny, sunny Arizona. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Like I hate the snow and this is the perfect place for me to be. It's the best. I'm like, I never want to go back to that snow lifestyle. We have so much in common already and I'm Canadian. So for me to say, I hate the snow, but I know I have Portuguese heritage. So I learned lineage. Okay. There you go. Yeah. It was made for the sun. That's what it is. Oh, I, well, I'm excited to have you on because this is such a great topic that we are discussing. It's, I think it's like a hot topic because I really mm. feel that women are really, it's just becoming mainstream, which is awesome, right? Where yes. I feel like we're leaving those like only talk about fat loss and weight loss days are kind of going and we're focusing on the more positive, like getting strong, putting on muscle and, and yes, the weight loss comes. I also don't think there's any shame in that and wanting to lose weight, but like to come at it from this perspective is so cool. The thing is so many women are like, ah, like, where do I get started? How does it work? I'm trying, but it's not working like that whole thing. So we're going to get into all of that. And I'm really excited for our listeners to get all that amazing value from today. But first I want to start off with you. Like, tell us a little bit about your background, your journey. Like, were you always into strength training? So the training for me has been a little different and it has varied quite a bit. So I grew up doing tons of sports in high school. So my parents always put me with a personal trainer, but it was more sports specific. It was more, um, 
just based on performance alone. And then it wasn't until I graduated high school, I started gaining, I gained a ton of weight. Like, I'll be honest, <laughs> college was not good to me. <laughs> and so, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So I reached out to one of those trainers I worked with and she started putting me through what she puts um, her collegiate athletes through. And it was completely eye-opening for me, something totally different. And I just fell in love with it. And thankfully she was the person who mentored me, taught me all the things so that I could continue to grow this as my career as well. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it was just, it hooked me in. And then 2012 is when I started getting really serious and started competing in bodybuilding. Um, so that was a completely different lifestyle as well. Did that for so many years. And then, you know, I discovered that wasn't for me, it wasn't what I was passionate for anymore, even after being successful in it, which is great, but you know, there's a lot to be said to do things that you enjoy and lift the way that you want to lift and what makes you feel good. So that's what I've been doing for the past five years, just doing what makes me feel good as far as lifting and running and um, stretching sort of things. And so I've been everywhere when it comes to training and fitness. I love that. I I just, I also love how I'm always about these moments, like meeting someone that totally changed your path. Like that's incredible. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. She was great. I'm so appreciative for her. She was a hardcore woman and that's what I needed in my life. Honestly. What, what amazing timing. That's so cool. Like, so tell me, why, like when it comes to women, why is it important that we focus on putting on muscle, but especially as we age, like, why is that mm. important for us? Yeah. So I think contrary to popular belief, lifting weight, strength training, building muscle, isn't just for looks like that's a great benefit that we yeah, get from it, but that's honestly, shouldn't be the main drive in my, you know, what I believe usually once women hit age 30, we see about a 5% decrease um, each decade with our ability to maintain muscle, to build muscle. So muscle is more for longevity purposes. Muscle helps with balance. It helps with our daily movement, getting up and down, carrying things around. And it does help with osteoporosis because Mm -hmm. we know there are a lot of hip injuries, knee injuries, and so many things go downhill as we age. And I look at you know, this is something I was honestly just speaking to my mom and dad about giving them exercises to do with resistance bands because they have a hard time lifting themselves up, walking around, going upstairs. And it kind of reaches a point of you don't want it to impact you so much in the years to where you need assistance earlier than, you know, you maybe would have imagined. So longevity purposes, 100%, because it's so hard as we age to maintain that muscle that we have built or even put on more at that point. Yeah, that's such a, that's such an important point. I once um heard a trainer, I think it's like Gary V's trainer. Mm, he said yes. something about like, he did a really great video on squatting and he was saying how like a lot of people end up going into assisted living much earlier than they needed to just because they, they can no longer squat in order to yeah. use the washroom on their own. Right. And so oh, yeah. like you think that takes a lot of like, you know, stability and muscle strength and power to be able to do that. And you're like, wow, like how, what a better quality of life someone could have if they just focused on oh, that yeah. muscle. 
Absolutely. I think, you know, I just had my dad practice standing up and down and like just controlling some tempo work and that's helped tremendously. And it's just, it's the small things that make such a difference as we age. It really is. Yeah. I love that, that, you know, sometimes we think at a certain age, there's no point, but actually at Mm. any age you can improve and, and put on, like put on that strength, build that strength. So how is it like, as we, I know for me, I kind of came into the strength training world a little bit later in life. I was in my early thirties when I became a trainer and I was like, would do sports and I was active, but I wouldn't say that I, I'd never even had a gym membership before I became a trainer. Yeah. <laughs> but like even in my early thirties, I swear I, I, I let go of marathon running. I started strength training. I loved that. I could like, my body just totally changed. I felt like oh, I would yeah. look at weights and like, I would build muscle. Like, I think there's something also a bit genetic there. Cause my mom <laughs> has great muscle tone at 82. Her muscle tone oh, is dang. Like she has <laughs> yeah. at 82, which is fabulous. Um, so I think there's a little bit of that, but also like things do change as you age. And I know that I have yeah. noticed it too. So I've had to shift things, but how, how does it change as we age, um, in terms of like how, how to strength train and how, like, what are some shifts that you kind of need to make? Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, I have ladies that I work with who are in their fifties and they are like packing on the muscle. So a lot of it isn't necessarily the specific steps of, um, workouts. A lot of it is because women, whether you're in your twenties, your sixties, if you're doing a specific type of training, you can put on muscle. A lot of it for women who are older is are those little outside factors that we don't think about so things like recovery sleep macro percentages those things might more than likely look a little different from someone who maybe is in their earlier years of life because that's what we start to see that sets us apart our ability to recover our ability to have good quality sleep the way our macros are set up might be a little bit differently as we age because now our body has this inflammatory response that we have to control. So when it comes to going into the gym and setting the tone for the workout and doing it, that's usually the same. It's the outside factors that we have to pay a little more attention to that maybe we never even thought about before because, you know, we live life on zero sleep when we're younger. Like, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. So I think mainly for the women that I work with and women that I see, if we can really polish up those outside factors, that's what's going to make a difference in your body's response to building muscle, ability to recover, you feeling energized in itself, which makes a huge difference. Yeah, I would agree that with that for myself in particular, Mm. like if I'm focused on those things, like I can just feel my body shape changing and, and oh, yeah. kind of getting into alignment with what I want it to be. And then if I go through periods where I'm ignoring that sleep, like it's, it does impact it. What are some um, like specific recovery things that women do need? Like, I know you talked about the sleep, but what are some things that you really focus on that will help what you're doing in the gym to actually be super effective? Yeah. So recovery wise, the hard thing is less actually is more a lot of the times. And I think recovery wise, you have to think about intentionally putting in rest days Mm. or possibly how you are intentionally laying your workouts out. A lot of people go in there to say, I'm going to hit five days in a row, 
type of thing, my body can handle it. But until you start experimenting with taking rest days midweek, taking two rest days at a time, focusing on what muscle groups you want to pair together, you're not going to know how much your body can actually benefit from those workouts. Because a lot of times we go in and we crush our body and we give it little to no time off, time to relax, time to actually rebuild and repair that muscle. Because in the gym, we're breaking the muscle down. It's our rest days that our muscle is able to actually build and repair itself to be a little bit better than it was once before. So yes, sleep is absolutely important, but just taking time off from the gym and strategically figuring out what's the best split for that person. It makes such a huge difference instead of just going in, going hard, wanting to feel sore and thinking like that's going to do it all. And unfortunately that's not the case. Yeah. It's interesting that uh, we still associate that sore feeling with, oh, I worked out hard, but actually it doesn't work that way. No, no. Um, I love what you're saying. It's almost like you should look at at your rest days as your training, as part of your training, right? Rather than thinking like you're being lazy or you're not doing enough or whatever. Absolutely. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely needed. And I kind of explain it to my clients. You go in, you work out really hard, you break down those muscles. Mm-hmm. On the rest days, your body's saying, ooh, I didn't like that. That was really uncomfortable. So now I'm going to build my body up so it's strong enough to not feel uncomfortable next gym session. Well, you're never going to get your body to build itself up if you don't take those rest days. So you have to give your body time to build. Building is outside of the gym, not inside of the gym. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about like the actual, like, well, exercises that perhaps women are leaving out that they should include. And like, uh, one thing I get a lot of is, oh, that's too much weight. Or I, mm. I know that that talk to me about that side of it. Like how much should they be lifting? Um, what exercises that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. So for, for anyone to build muscle mass, no matter what age it's going to, this is going to benefit everyone. It's very important to do some sort of hypertrophy work. So hypertrophy work is growing, building a muscle and that involves some sort of resistance force, or people will call it resistance training. So your resistance forces, dumbbells, barbell bands, cables, Mm-hmm. Um, and the goal is to stay within a rep range, six to 20 reps. I know that's so it's such a wide variety, but that, that is, is the true. amount. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's the amount for hypertrophy work and doing those things. It is very important. You want to push yourself because that's how we build muscle. Mm-hmm. You have to get uncomfortable, but Um, something that is unfortunately misunderstood is you have to go to complete failure all the time. And I think that is scary for people who maybe are getting older. They don't want to hurt anything. And so they're like, well, I don't want to push to failure. Well, that's okay. You don't have to push to failure. Yeah. I like to encourage people. Okay. Let's push two to three reps to failure. You're not going all out, but you're stimulating a muscle enough to put on some sort of muscle mass. So focusing on trying to get in those six to 20 reps, pushing the weight a little bit, and then we do what's called progressive overload overload, where you're trying to build upon that week after week. Mm-hmm. 
when it comes to, you know, specific movements or body parts, I definitely think the body part is very specific to someone. Yeah. So I don't train biceps and triceps because those things will grow in a heartbeat. Like, so I just don't do them, <laughs> yeah. but I focus on building up the areas that I want. Mm-hmm. So that's where you have to make your workout very customized to yourself and your goals. So focusing on what you want when it comes to that. But I do think it's important to add in compound movements mm-hmm. as well as more isolated movements they're both very about beneficial. what that is for someone listening like what exactly is a, a specific compound movement and then an isolated movement yeah so compound movements are going to work uh, multiple joints of the body so like say a squat if you're doing a back squat you're working multiple joints of the body multiple areas of the body we see a lot of like deadlifts squats pull-ups bench yeah. press you're working multiple points. When it comes to isolated movements, you're very specifically zoning in on just one movement. And a lot of times isolated movements come with um, more maybe support. And it's maybe a little bit, it's less scary for people to jump into. Right. So I try to tell people, hey, if you're new to the gym, let's focus on some isolated movements first. Once you build up that confidence, then we can move into more compound movements. They're both necessary, but I'm a fan of meeting someone where they are. And if they're not ready to jump into big movements, then don't do it. Like you don't have to, You're right. a but lot maybe of eventually women work up. It's building that confidence. Like if someone's oh, never been to the gym or it's been yes. a while, it can be, I mean, even as a trainer, if I go to a new gym, it can be intimidating. Yes. So to go oh, with yeah. exercises, like you said, that you feel comfortable, like sometimes you just need to first get that part. Oh yeah, absolutely. I used to go to the gym and walk on the trip. What was that? I love that. I love that you do that, that you meet people where they're at. Like you have that bigger vision for them. Oh yeah. I think it's important to do that. You have to do that. People get discouraged if not. Like we have ideas of where we want to be in a fitness journey and 100%, like we're going to get you there, but we have to baby step it and we have to figure out where you are now and build upon that. Yeah. And it is a journey. Talk to me a little yeah. bit about, uh, because I think sometimes as trainers, we just use these terms and we think people are going to know, but you know, that idea of train, like doing it to failure, doing the exercise to failure, mm. what does that actually like feel like? What does it look like? I know it's probably hard to describe, but if you're explaining, explaining to a client what that means. Yeah, that absolutely. Mean? Yeah. So pushing the failure in the gym is going until you can pretty much go no more. So if it comes to say like a leg extension, I don't want to do back squats because I feel like people shouldn't go to failure on this. <laughs> so I'm going to use a very safe piece of equipment. Um, so like a leg extension, say you put weight on there, you're doing rep after rep after rep. It's starting to get hard. When you hit complete failure is when you can no longer get one rep or some people will consider it what's called a one rep max, which means that's absolutely your top number that you can do one single rep for. And so I think a lot of it is, and I don't encourage everyone to try to go to failure, but I think everyone should try it once to see and understand what that truly feels like on a very stable piece of equipment, of course. Yeah, I love that. And I totally agree with that is the, is the, I mean, no one likes to feel uncomfortable. That's right. I know part of your your coaching (laughs) is coaching people to tap into that because that's where the magic is. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and that's how we produce results, not trying to hurt anyone. So like, I don't want you to go to complete failure, but 
it's important to get to that area and see what it feels like. If workouts don't seem like they're challenging you, they're probably not producing the best results that it could produce for someone. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I believe that's why, and I'm sure you've seen it in your clients when they strength train with you and they start to get those results and they're getting stronger, like everything changes. Like it's not just your body that changes. It's like, yes, tapping into that uncomfortable and knowing you can do this, like your life changes. Like you walk with more confidence, you things that maybe used to bother you no longer bother you. You just, you, you exude a totally different energy. It's just incredible. And I think that's why, because you're tapping into that. Yeah. It's important to step outside of that comfort zone. And I, you know, I tell people a lot, you are so much stronger than you think. So you just gotta, when it comes to the gym, just put weight on and go, because I promise you, you can do it. It's just the fear that's holding you back. That's yeah, absolutely. And I think society has always put this fear of like, don't injure yourself. Don't injure yourself. It's like, you won't like, you've got to focus on your technique. You're not being told to do it with poor technique. No, not at all. But you no. can do so much more. Yeah, I love that. Um, oh, let's go on to what I love is nutrition. Like how Ooh. important is nutrition when it comes to muscle building in particular? Let's focus on that because we can take nutrition. I'm sure we'd be on here. I know. <laughs> I was about to say, how much time do we have? Um, <laughs> we could bring you back another time. Um, right. but when it comes to building building muscle for women, like what are some key things that they need to focus on when it comes to their nutrition? Because that's that's a big part of it too, and and can feel complicated yeah. for people when actually, oh gosh, it can be very simple. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to building muscle mass, our number one thing is we want to at least be in a maintenance with our food, which means you are eating enough calories to sustain the amount that you are burning. Now, maintenance is a range. It's not an exact number. So some days you might be on the high end of maintenance. Some days you might be on the low end. It just depends on how much you eat that day, how active you are that day. So at least in maintenance calorie wise, ideally to put on um, a more fast pace muscle mass, then you want to move into a surplus. So eating more calories than your body burns. Now, I think a huge misconception about a surplus is one, it's like an all in bulk where you just eat junk food. Definitely not the case. And then I think a lot of people believe, okay, I'm gonna, I need to put on muscle. So I just need to keep increasing my food and just keep going and going and going Once your body's in a surplus, that serves the purpose. You don't have to keep adding on food. I've seen so many women get into this extremely uncomfortable state and they're putting on an unhealthy amount of body fat because they were guided in a way where a surplus just means eat as much as you can, no matter what. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, you know, that's, (laughs) no, we don't want, we don't want that, you know, with a surplus. Yes, you're, you're going to gain some body fat, but you're also going to put on a good amount of muscle mass. I have some ladies who like to stay in the maintenance range because you can still put on muscle mass when you're in maintenance. It's just not going to be as quick as if you were in a surplus. And I think for someone to decide if they want to do it in maintenance or 
a surplus. I think a lot of that has to do with mindset wise, where are they? Is it going to be very hard for them to physically see themselves in a surplus? Mm -hmm. Then let's not push that. Like we don't need to go into a a poor mindset with it. We can still attain things while staying in this maintenance range. So when it comes to overall calories, maintenance or surplus, Mm -hmm. that is ideal. Obviously we want to keep a healthy amount of protein in because we need that muscle tissue to repair. We need the muscle tissue to grow. Um, but it also helps with that hormonal response. Mm -hmm. Um, so just focusing on eating a healthy amount of protein, which everyone has their opinion on protein. So, you know, I let people kind of do what they feel comfortable with when it comes to that, if I'm not coaching them, but you know, overall calories makes a very, very big difference. Yeah. I love that we're talking this way because you're not talking cutting you're talking like yeah. if the purpose is to build muscle you need to be getting those calories oh gosh, yeah. and I think like if someone is in a surplus and then they want to shift some body fat later like you do it in yes. a process right like and, yeah. and we have never been coached that as women not like, at all eat, yeah like how fun to eat more right but like I know obviously you're not going overboard when you no. coach people you have you have their specific um, numbers you're a macro coach yeah how you do it so yeah um I I love that because that is not a conversation and you're right I love that you touched on that for some people that can be uncomfortable they don't want to put on the weight yes. chances are they're coming in order to look leaner right. so they can accomplish it but they need to do it a little it'll just take a little longer if they're doing yes I love that it takes yeah. time all great things take time and yeah. so I just try to tell people be prepared it does take yeah a while to put on muscle mass. I mean, there's, yeah. there are tons of studies that show, you know, there's not huge gains made in a short period of time. So it's a very, very short period. It's like 10 minutes out of your whole day. If you compare it to a 24 hour span, yeah, it's right. going to take, you know, some months, but look at how many years you have left. You'll have the opportunity to drop more yeah. body fat and see those muscles. So it's just kind of like, perspective setting up a plan long term I'm not going to be in a surplus forever but it's for this very specific reason of you know wanting this ideal look or for longevity purposes yeah oh my gosh this is awesome like you know no more quick fixes right like it's oh my gosh about oh term yeah like, yeah I tell I like people yeah Go no, I tell it. people when it comes to like fat loss as quick as it comes off that's as quick as you'll gain it back like it's just, yeah. if it's too quick, it's not sustainable or long-term. So yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's incredible. I, I was just saying like, I run a six week program, but I always say it's a six week course. Like it's about education, mm. not about getting your results that you think you're going to get in six weeks. Like oh, if yeah. you look at the course of a year, it's amazing what you can accomplish and how cool to have people looking at a year, two years, three years, as opposed to, you know, just this like short, like six week shred or or whatever it is right and yeah um and like a a shred can be part of what you're doing in an overall year like absolutely like seasons and and what are your goals but looking at at it as a continuum rather than right I'm doing this then I'm stopping and then that's and then I'm done I know no it's like it's never ending I mean I've been doing this I mean for years and years and I'm still like evolving mine and doing new things and going through different phases and it's fun and a lot of times 
Yeah. If you plan things accordingly too, you can make your life so much easier during the holidays. That's when I do my build. Like I take advantage of that and I do oh, my smart. surplus. Smart. Yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah. You got to take advantage of those things and it makes life so much less miserable. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I love that. Doing the build during your holidays makes so much sense. It's like yes. those, those Christmas winter holidays. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. That's when and you can bundle up, wear a nice sweatshirt. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I, I remember like quite a few years ago now, I remember how relaxed I started to feel around the holidays. Cause I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm like a bear. Like I'll put on like 10, 15 pounds cause I'm hibernating. <laughs> and then I knew it would come off like in the spring and summer. And I, I, I just ended up accepting that season and it was just awesome. Like no more stress. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, um, you know, take advantage of those times and, so you know, cool. what about we are coming? Oh, I don't know if we're coming out of it because the, car the carnivores and ketos are still pretty strong. Oh, and yeah. I'm not against those plans, to be honest. I think everything for every individual can have its time and its place. And I yes. think we have to be really careful at like, I think sometimes in this health industry, we're so against each other all the time when we're oh like, my gosh. we have so yeah. much in common. Like, why don't we, uh, why don't we attack the processed fake food yes. together rather than fighting amongst, you know, yeah. which is better. But oh, yeah. I have to say, I am happy that carbs are back. Um, oh yeah. One, I mean, I'm, I'm sure as a macro coach, you do coach on carbs. Like how is yeah. that for your clients? Like, are they resistant to it? How do you, how do you view carbs? Why are they important? That whole thing? Yeah. I mean, I think it's very, you know, even myself, like I grew up where you're being told that carbs and breads are terrible. And, Same. you know, I, with, like you said, like, I think people in the fitness industry, we don't have to fight each other on things. I think that there are multiple different diets, such as mm -hmm. keto, carnivore, yeah. that help people stay more consistent and they can stick yeah. to that. And I'm all for that. But when it comes to someone who has a very specific goal, your food has to match your fitness goal. Yeah. And a lot of times I see women who... They want to move big weight. They want to be able to do a whole bunch of things. And, you know, we need carbs to do that. It's great for our energy, but carbs also help preserve that muscle mass too. Yeah. A lot of times when I see people go without carb, they think, oh, I'm losing weight. That's great. But that's not necessarily losing body fat. So I have to get very specific with their goals because some people do have different goals and they don't necessarily want to put on a ton of muscle mass, have enhanced performance or try to lift heavier weight. And so, you know, then we can play with macros a little bit more, but a lot of my clientele, they, they're there to, for the gains, like they want those things. So a lot of my stuff is just educating them. And I think a lot of people now based on, you know, who I work with, they are understanding that once upon a time, these diet trends were not an amazing thing. Right. Um, and so they're open to it and they want to so bad have this normal, sustainable lifestyle of yeah. eating proteins, yeah. carbs, fats, not limiting any of them. Yeah. And I think they want that so bad, but a lot of mine, it's, it's that mindset shift that yeah. they just need a little extra help with getting over that. So, you know, as much as I can explain to them and then, Praise them for you have better performance. You're feeling better. Yeah. Look at the foods that we've been able to add in. Yeah. It's a world of difference when it comes to their energy. So a lot of times it's trying to educate them and then trying to have that mindset shift. Yeah. 
for it's, them. Um, I, what I love about the whole like macros and counting macros is if someone's kind of new to it, they might think that you're restricting, but in fact, uh, yeah. it's giving people so much food freedom. It's like, yes, you can eat fruit. You can eat like yeah. good, healthy, whole foods. Yeah. And it really is giving permission to, to a lot of women to, to eat the things that they enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. think it's, um, I'll tell on my sister because I, I coach my sister. Yeah. My sister is very into, she doesn't want to think about her food. She wants like specific meals. Yeah. And she asked, she's recently been asking me, Hey, can I have this tonight instead of this? Or Hey, am I allowed to go out to eat and eat this instead yeah. of this? And I'm like, look, if you would count macros, you could work in these meals that you want when you're on your work shift to go out to eat. You can have flexibility at this yeah. birthday outing. And so it, it is more of a freedom. It's not a restriction. It's it's hard. I, I understand for some it's people it's time. hard to grasp it. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So we just baby step it. You know, we yeah. do small things to work in the direction that we want to go. Yeah. And I love that. And that's the power of having a good coach is, is someone that will guide you through that process because it is a process. Sometimes people, they want to know, women want to be able to be really good at counting macros and be really good at everything in the first week. And you're like, Oh my gosh. No, like, yeah, it takes, it's a process. And the cool thing is, is that you will, you will achieve results along the process. Like you don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Start getting the results. You're already on your way, right? It's like I always say it's like taking a course. Like in week one, you're already learning. You might not know enough to graduate, but you're already right. getting results. You're already increasing your knowledge. You're already yes. So, no, yeah, I, I just had that. that conversation with someone today, actually. And I was like, look, you have to work on perfecting one thing at a time. When you try to perfect multiple things, you fall short on multiple things. Yeah. And then you get discouraged. And that's when we right. see people start to fall off and they don't want to try because they're so overwhelmed from trying to perfect all these tasks. And oh, it's yeah. like, just like oh you God, said, right? like yeah. perfection. Oh man. That's it's out. It's out. In perfection is out. It's done. It's I done. Know. We don't do that anymore. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's such a sense of relief. I think as women, so many of us have that, like, if it's not going to be perfect, then I can't do it. I failed. And it's like, no, it's time to move on from that story. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, because we are speaking specifically about women in their 40s and beyond. And so, um, you know, once you hit your 40s, for some women, menopause, perimenopause will hit mm. earlier than others because it's quite a range. Yes. How much do hormones play in, in terms of getting results? Like, are we, you know, mm. I stopped saying that I've stopped speaking about hormones all that much because I just, think a lot of even when there's hormone imbalances a lot of the steps to correct that are oh, yeah. the lifestyle right but right um let's talk about that because I think it would be nice for women to yeah. you know know that it is a thing but <clears throat> how much yeah, of it is absolutely it? I think you know when it talks to when I you know talk about hormones it is a touchy subject and mm-hmm. I tell everyone like I didn't go to school for years and years to talk about this so And people as they age, women as we age, some people respond differently too when it comes to things like perimenopause, menopause. It's very different depending on the person. So I tell them, I like to focus on what I know these hormones can positively impact. And then we find out if this is something that is affecting you or if this is something we need to pivot because you're having issues with it. So when it 
because I know a lot of times we see like estrogen, progesterone, things kind of plummet yeah. as someone goes through. Yeah. But I do have some female clients in their 50s who are still like thriving and they have been through menopause. And so right. it's very different. So speaking to things like estrogen, which helps with muscle tendons, ligaments, that does improve muscle mass. It does improve strength. Um, and it also decreases stiffness, which is an amazing thing. And so focusing on what these hormones do for us, some people might be impacted by, you know, estrogen levels dropping throughout menopause. So you might see more soreness. A lot of times it can affect balance, which, you know, that's something I didn't talk about working on balancing techniques as well. If you're going through menopause, that's huge because estrogen does play a huge role in that. So focusing, yeah. So focusing on, okay, is inflammation getting worse with me? That's a sign of estrogen, progesterone off. Am I having more soreness? So these are things that, okay, maybe we can look at dialing in just a touch more when it comes to these specific issues that someone might be having. And um, a lot of times I see sleep really plummet, which is huge. And a lot of times the sleep issues come from progesterone. And so we see, you know, if we have progesterone at, um, I guess, quote unquote, healthy levels, then we don't have as many hot flashes. We're able to sleep through the night. We don't have as bad anxiety because it can affect that as well. So a lot of times looking to see if any of these things are becoming triggering to you, then that means that we need to zone in on those things or kind of like you said, maybe that's zoning in on some lifestyle changes that can drastically improve that. Yeah, because I think sometimes we're blaming hormones. And then if we look Mm. at lifestyle, okay, maybe there's increased alcohol intake because you are feeling more anxious. Yeah. Or um, like you said, sleep is an issue, but there's always things that we could do to also help with sleep. So um, yeah, yeah, I love that. It's definitely, you know, it makes makes an impact for people. I totally get that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you can't get your results. You can 100% get your results. It just means that we have to work or apply different methods that you haven't once used or that you're not used to doing. It just means that we change a little bit of the workouts. We change a little bit of the cardio. We look at maybe food percentages as well. Yeah. Like there's still so much you you could do. Like you said, you're just changing how you do it to get those results. It doesn't mean that the results don't come. And I love that. Oh yeah. And that no. is, I think, as as we age, that is why it's a great idea to to get a coach, even if you're like oh it's gosh. for a certain amount of time, so that I yep. can learn. Like, think of it as your education rather than um, just like for the purpose of losing weight or the purpose of putting on muscle. Like, think of it as the purpose to learn. And that's yes. what I love about you. I love that you say that you educate oh, your clients. You're not just one. saying do this to exercise and do eat what I'm telling you. You're like you're explaining to them why. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, it's, yeah, it's important to, um, to try to learn as much as you can through all stages of life, yeah. but very much so with this, because the more you understand your body, the quicker you can get the results you want, the yeah. better you can understand what impacts it positively or negatively, mm-hmm. the quicker you can move in the direction that you want. And so it's very important to want to know the why, to be curious. Yeah. And I think, like you said, a lot of times having a coach can be so beneficial for that because 
that's more than likely something that they have studied or worked with multiple times. That's right. And I always think like, what's really cool about the times that we're in is like, a lot of coaches, for example, I've been coaching for, oh, I don't know. I've said 15 years for a long time. It's been more than that. (laughs) (laughs) But what happens is a lot of these coaches have aged as well. Like they're going through the perimenopause, menopause, and they're still coaching. So they've really learned this along the way through experience as well. And they understand what you're going through. Whereas opposed to even when I started as a trainer, there weren't that many trainers that yeah. were older. No. Like there, it just wasn't, it's a relatively new career, I would say um, yeah. in the grand scheme of things. So there's so much more knowledge and also so much more knowledge for women because typically everything was focused mm-hmm. on men and men's bodybuilding and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And, and that's great because really that's what we built our stuff off of, right? Like it's all a, an evolution. So, oh, absolutely. so um, not to put that down. I think that's great. You do, you do what where you work with the knowledge that you have at the time but I yes. think it's really developed and so it's exciting that women have access to coaches like you now that can are just really looking at the whole picture because when it comes down to it you're putting on muscle you're looking at the health um mm. like all the lifestyle factors we're talking prevention of disease we're oh, talking absolutely. quality of life we're talking like more stable moods better relationships like we're yes. talking like so much benefit beyond come and do my program, which is, I think where we all started, right? Like that's okay. Oh yeah, that of was, course. It was part of the evolution, right? Yeah. But, um, we're at this really interesting, cool phase. And for, for women to have access to that, that don't necessarily always know where to go. Like, yes, like I it's, been, it's, great. it's definitely nice. And there are more studies coming out. They have done studies for a while on women now, but to know long-term effects of things. They're finally able to start seeing that after doing these studies for years on women. And so it's so cool to see, like now that information is really coming out and it's really becoming seen by a lot of people. Whereas, you know, we all know 15, 20 years ago, it was mainly men, which studies were being done on because bodybuilding wasn't a thing for women. that's all right. the people I worked out with were meatheads. They were all men. Yeah. I had no female lifters with yeah. me. And so it's cool to see things evolve, but it's very cool because now we're really starting to get the results of studies that were started five years ago, right. six years very ago, cool. 10 even. So yeah, it's that times have changed. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. I love it. Cause when we're learning and evolving, like that's what brings joy to life, right? Like yes. that's what keeps you intrigued and, and in, in your field of study, you don't get bored. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Share with us now that we're talking about like women having access to great coaches. I know you probably have like a a ton of stories, but is there one in particular, is there a client in particular that stands out for you and what their like journey was like? Um, I would probably say, I mean, there's, everyone has a different journey and it's so fun, like watching it unfold, but I would say I had a recent client Well, I say recent, but it's been a year now. And Mm -hmm. she came to me like a lot of clients who have maybe worked with trainers before, not gotten the results that they want. She was just like at a loss and her, she wanted, she's very tall, six foot one, very petite long limbs. And she's like, I just want to put muscle on. Like that is my goal. And my trainer said that I wouldn't be able to do that. 
and I have worked so hard and haven't been able to achieve it. I'm just not going to be able to do it. So I'm trying to figure out what I can do. And I was like, oh, pump the brakes, like challenge accepted. (laughs) This is something that I absolutely would love to help you with. And so she is 54 years old and this woman has been in a build for um 10 months now the first two months we just took like getting routine with foods and that sort of thing so she's been in a build for 10 months and this woman is like jacked her quads have so many lines she you can see progression in like her transformative transformation photos of her confidence like not just her physique but now she's doing her back pose without a a bra on so I can see her back muscles now she's doing like bodybuilding poses in her pictures and it's She's like, I never thought I could attain this. Like this was something. Yeah. And I feel, I hate, I feel for her for going so long thinking that it's just impossible because of her body type that she can't put on muscle mass. And she's like, I want to keep going. And I was like, okay, well, we can't build forever. Like I would love to, but we have to scale it down a little bit and then we can take you back into a build. But it's just so cool to see her confidence change. Like that was the biggest change. Yes, her physique changed, but her confidence and her ability to just like go into the gym with, she's like, I talked to all the guys now, like I asked yeah. them for spots. And so that I has been a that. transformation of her mindset, not just her physique. And it's, it's amazing. You all can do anything. That's, I love that. I like it actually kind of makes me, um, sad to think like had she not found you I know she would have like, just she's her 54. thought that that was something she wasn't capable of like right. oh. yeah. yeah yeah thank I know goodness. I'm like she was like uh do you think I could possibly do a competition I was like yeah, <laughs> yeah you could like let's do it amazing and maybe something she'd never even considered like your yeah, whole world not at all. starts to open up it, it's yeah. incredible wow amazing I love that so much so tell me if someone is like, oh, I just like, I want to find out more. Or this sounds intriguing or I'm nervous, but like, what, what do they have to do? Cause I'd imagine you're pretty busy, <laughs> but can they, like, how do they get in touch with you? Like, how does the process actually work for someone? Yeah. So if someone wants to personally get in touch with me, yeah. um, a lot of times Instagram is like my main go-to Instagram okay, cool. and Facebook. So Instagram is just M Bethany E M Bethany. Cool. Um, and then my Facebook is just Emily Bethany, but people can also email me at embethany ifbb at gmail.com. And that's Perfect. you know, just getting in touch with me. I jump on a Zoom with someone right away. Like oh, cool. it's not like a charge, it's just like a consultate, like, hey, let's talk yeah. about your goals and see, you know, where you're going, what you want how long it might take to get there or, you know, what methods or processes we have to do. Because I think it's so important for a client to connect with a coach or potential coach or anyone that they're working with. It's very important to talk about someone's mindset, their goals, what they struggled with in the past, what they value in a trainer or coach, um, So I think, you know, you have to look at so many different aspects when it comes to working with someone, not just food, fitness, done sort of thing. Yeah, I totally agree. And especially because now you're looking at 
longer term. And I'm sure people can get started with you for shorter because sometimes the commitment at the beginning can feel scary. Oh, but yeah. Usually when 100%. people come on board, then they, you know, they want to yeah. stay longer. Yeah. Um, and also like as the trainer, like you want to connect with that person too and make sure that you can, like, yeah. it, I always say it, it goes both ways. It's like a double Absolutely. interview because you want to make sure that you click because if you, if you don't, it's a long time to be together. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. And taking, someone through it's really it's a personal journey like you really get oh, to know gosh. people incredibly well there's a lot of trust there yep yeah absolutely you know I I worked with a trainer once that you know and I dropped a decent amount of money on them and they're a great trainer but how I needed to receive information and feedback right. and instruction it was just wasn't something that they could yeah. give me and it was a, it was a hard experience. And yeah. so I think, like you said, like it's, it's so important to have that relationship yeah. and it, it has to go both ways. Absolutely. You have to feel comfortable. It's a very personal process. 100%. That's amazing that you offer that. So it's free. Someone could just, yeah. I'll just get in touch with you. You'll hop on zoom and then that's how you decide. And then they can find out all the details of like yeah, how it works, the time commitment, that kind of thing. That's yep. amazing. That's so wonderful. Um, okay, we're nearing the end, which is crazy because we, we could talk about this topic for a long time. We could. Um, is there anything before? Or there's always a question that I ask everyone. Okay. <laughs> At the end, yeah, there's like one question I ask everyone. But before I get into that, um, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you're like, oh, I really wanted to say this? No, I mean, gosh, we covered a lot. I think my main thing for women to know, no matter what age, but especially as you do age, yeah. is these goals are 100% attainable. It's just yeah. a different method that you might have to take, but don't give up. No matter how old you are, like still go after those goals because they're achievable. Absolutely. Yeah. You just um brought back the, when you were saying that you were teaching your dad those exercises and how yeah. they make a difference. There's a little bit of a trend I'm noticing on Instagram where trainers are training their parents. Stop. I, I haven't it. seen oh, it. Oh, it's awesome. There's this one girl and I wish I, I wish I could remember her account, but every once in a while it shows up and she's training her parents that are like 78 and maybe 80. Yes. It's the mom, it's mom and dad. And it's just like watching, she puts up their progress every few weeks. And I always like try and share it. And it's like, it's just, it. there's some really cool like women in their seventies getting stronger. It's just, like it is. It's so great. Blowing. Yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll have cool. to search that out then. I'm yeah, curious I'll send it to you that. as soon as I, okay. <laughs> I find yeah. her. I'll remember <laughs> to forward her to you. Cause there's a couple, like I've seen her, hers. I, I keep up with kind of regularly. And then there's a few others, but it's just so cool. Like, I love that we're able to pass that on at any age and, and what oh, a cool gosh, topic yeah. that we've covered today. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So my question that I always ask everyone is what is something that you have heard or read that kind of changed things for you? Um, like we I don't know if it's necessarily something that I heard or read, but it was a realization that came to me, um, that fitness journeys are exactly like we said, they're a very personal thing. And I think a lot of times we, start a fitness journey or I know I did I started my bodybuilding career for probably not the right reason and I didn't realize it at the time because I had such low self-esteem and I saw this confident bodybuilder this woman and I was like dang bodybuilding is how I get confident like that's it right there and I went through the motions of everything and I did what I was supposed to do because I thought that I 
had to get these goals based on other people's opinion instead mm-hmm. of thinking about what I personally wanted my journey wow. to look like. And not that I regret bodybuilding. It was such an amazing thing for me. It was a great thing over the years, but when COVID happened and yeah. they canceled all the bodybuilding competitions, it was something that they canceled one of my shows. I felt so relieved that I didn't have to go through prep anymore. And I quickly realized that a journey, a fitness journey should be about what you want. There is no perfect body. Your body's not going to look like someone else's. Quit trying to push that. Find what works for you. Find what you enjoy. And like I said, that's something I've been doing the past five years. I've just been working out for the enjoyment of it. And it is so much more fulfilling than when I was working out based on what I thought other people wanted me to look like. Right. And so not something I specifically read, but it's something that I just realized throughout my life is like, you got to do it for you and you have to set goals for yourself for what you want, not what you think other people want. Yeah. And ultimately we all have that within us. Like we all have, I always say like from a young age, if I was like, wearing something and I didn't like it, but everyone told me how great it looked. Oh like, my oh, I just don't like it. Right. I and know it's that like, we actually all have that, it, that, that, um, feeling it's that feeling yes. that we want. And we yes. only, we know what that is. And yeah. sometimes we let the noise of the outside world kind of cloud that, but you know, when we get quiet and we're very clear, it's, it's there. Yeah, absolutely. I tell people tap into what I call your emotional treasure. So what emotional attachment do you have for this very specific end goal for yourself? Like break it down. There's some sort of emotion behind it. And if it involves someone else's opinion, it's probably going to be a really rough road for you. So yeah. Yeah. So tap into, tap into that emotional treasure. It's very important. I love that. What a great way to like sign off this podcast. Yeah. That gives me like, that's something to really, you know, take away from this and, and go and take some time to reflect and think about it. Oh yeah. 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 Amazing. Well, Emily, thank you so much for your time. Thank like you. this was just so much value. I truly enjoyed. I feel like I learned so much from you. It was, no, such it was a great fun. Experience. So yeah. Thanks for being on. Thanks for asking me. Thank Bye. you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new. If you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.